Welcome to the fifth episode of Impacts Without Borders. My name is Nicole Beverlin, and I will be your host. During the last episode, we got the chance to hear from Judy, a former host one from Caldwell, Idaho. Judy hosted two exchange students, a boy from Germany and a girl from Ukraine. One of the most interesting parts about Judy's interview was that she hosted her students during such pivotal times in their countries. She hosted the boy from Germany shortly after the fall of the Berlin Wall, and she hosted her girl from Ukraine shortly after the breakup of the Soviet Union. Hosting these students during such pivotal times in their lives and in their countries gave Judy a different perspective of the lives of those living outside of the U.S., and it helped her gain a better appreciation for American culture. During this episode of Impacts Without Borders, I will be interviewing Magdalena, a former exchange student from Austria. She completed her study abroad in Nampa, Idaho about nine years ago. Magdalena is currently living in Vienna, impacting the women in her community through her career at a global diagnostics company for women's health. The skills that she learned during her study abroad help her in her current job of acquiring diagnostic technology from around Europe. Her time in the U.S. not only helped her be able to speak English very well, which she has to use a lot for her job, but it also taught her how to work with and understand people from other cultures. This comes in handy when she is negotiating and doing business around Europe. Magdalena also offers another perspective on the downsides of study abroad, such as not being around your family when you need them the most. She also explains the health crisis she went through while in the United States. To hear more about Magdalena's experience, please stay tuned for the fifth episode of Impacts Without Borders. Hi, Magdalena. Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, sure, I can do that. So my first name is actually Magdalena and my second name is Leitner. I am from Austria. Originally, I am from a very, very small town called Murau and we only have 2000 inhabitants um, in the Styrian mountains, so very small. And then when I was older, I moved to a bigger city, which is called Graz. And now I live in Vienna, in Austria. Can you talk a little bit about your year in the U.S.? Yeah, sure. Um, so basically, I spent my whole year in Nampa, Idaho. I was, 20, I was 16 years old. No, I'm 26 now. <laughs> I was 16 years old when I was there. Um, I went to Skyview High School, and that was a pretty big high school. So I think we had about 3,000 students. Uh, and I lived with a host family that were members of the LDS Church. So extremely new for me, but they were such a loving family, a very kind family. And I really felt like a member of the family and they also treated me just like their daughter so it was really amazing to live with them that's great what was your favorite memory of studying in the u.s well i actually cannot choose just one so there are quite a few but one of my most favorite memories was definitely playing varsity tennis um, at my school you have to imagine in Austria, there are no sports connected to school. I mean, a lot of people play them in the afternoon or in their free time. But actually having a team and having friends that also go to your school was super unique for me. 
And also when I tried out for tennis and they told me that I would be put in the varsity team was such an honor and it felt extremely good for me. And then another favorite memories of mine is homecoming <laughs> because when I was younger and I was still in Austria, I always saw those movies, for example, High School Musical and who was not a Troy Bolton fan. And they always had those dances like homecoming or prom. And I always wanted to experience that. And so, yeah, when I had my homecoming date and I got to dress up, that was just so special. And then also watching football and watching basketball. I mean, I didn't know the rules of those games. I only knew basics um, and my host family taught me the rules, but that was extremely exciting. And also just being involved in the whole school spirit and dressing up in the school colors and cheering with all my schoolmates. And I also extremely enjoyed to take classes that you cannot take in Austria, for example. Um, a, a good example here would be speech. I learned so much from that class, just how to present and how to be myself and how to tell stories. And I don't think I would have ever learned that in Austria, for example. Really? They don't do speech classes in Austria? No, not at all. We only have those very strict classes like math and history and politics and all those kinds of stuff but then more when it comes to the soft skills in a way they don't teach them at all oh that's interesting um so what were some of your favorite foods while you were in the u.s well i love to eat in general um so i picked a few and my very very favorite kind of food that we don't really have in Austria are milkshakes. So what what you would typically find here is maybe some places that have vanilla shakes or chocolate shakes. But then when I came to the US and I saw all of, of those different kinds of milkshakes, I was completely flabbergasted. And also my host dad, for example, he made the best milkshakes ever so yeah i love those and then of course burgers and steaks um, so all of those meaty dishes i loved very much we also have them in austria but in the us i just felt like the meat was extremely soft and very tender and also the flavors were very different in my opinion um, and maybe something that is very cliche, but I still want to mention it, is the orange chicken from Panda Express. Um, still now, when I go to the US, which is typically, if there's not COVID, once or twice per year, I go to Panda Express once per three days, probably. And then I would just get this big box and yeah, I will always have one orange chicken in there. Um, and then another food I would like to mention is pizza, but not just regular pizza, because you can also get that here in Austria, but the pizza with the cheesy crust. So now, I mean, 2021, you probably will find some places here that already have this cheesy crust. But back then, when I was in the US, there were no places in Austria, not a single one that had the cheesy crust. And I absolutely love that. 
That's funny. Those are all my favorite. Oh, really? They are. Oh, that's so cool. And I remember my host sister, she used to love eating fries and ice cream. And I refrained from trying that for so long because I thought that would never go together in any way. But then when I tried it the first time, I thought it really tasted good. And so, yeah, after that, I ate it quite a few times. What were some of the foods that you hated in America, some gross American foods? Um, I would, well, that I hated. There weren't really any foods that I hated. But one thing I would like to point out is that in Austria, for example, all the fruit, so all the apples, oranges, etc., they taste very um, distinctive. So they taste just very good. And in America, when I went to Walmart, for example, and I bought some fruit, in my opinion, it didn't taste like anything. So I don't know if that's just because they grow in different regions or if my taste buds weren't used to those fruits. Um, but I really had a problem there with eating fruits and vegetables because, yeah, usually I like them. But in the U.S., for some reason, I dislike them very much. Huh. I wonder if it's how they're grown or something. That's interesting. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. But for, I would say, special American foods, there was no type of food that I really disliked. So as I said, I'm kind of an omnivora, so <laughs> I eat everything. Were you able to travel a lot in the U.S. during your stay? Yes, absolutely. Um, I started my stay in Boston, so on the East Coast. And I stayed at kind of a, an exchange student camp. And there were only exchange students. So I think there were about maybe 500, yeah, maybe 500 exchange students from all over the world. And we had some classes on how to behave in the U.S. and what we should know before we live with an American host family. And then we also went to baseball games, for example, and football games. And they just taught us some of the rules and what might be important um, when we go to those games. And we also visited the city and then some uh, college people. And they told us, um, how high school was and how college is, etc. So I was able to have a peek at the American way of life when, when I started my experience. Um, and then during my stay, I got to go to San Francisco. I like San Francisco very much, although I think it changed a lot in the past few day, uh, past few years. When I was there the first time, I feel like there were not as many homeless people, for example, as there are now, because I visited San Francisco just before COVID hit the entire world. And I feel like a lot has changed during that time. And then I was also able to go to Utah to see all of the Mormon temples, of course, because my host family, they were um, members of the LDS church. And I was able to go to Oregon and see the Pacific Ocean and had the best clam chowder in the entire world when we were at the ocean. That's funny. What was your favorite place you visited? Um, 
actually LA, but I didn't visit that during my exchange experience. I visited that later on. And I know that most Europeans, they hate LA and they always tell people not to go there. But I, I still love that city because you have so many different options. You have those beautiful beaches and then you have those cool malls where you have those fancy shops and you can buy everything and you have all kinds of foods and the weather is good and it's always sunny and nice and hot. So that was definitely my favorite place. And the Universal Studios are very close. And I mean, those are just amazing. Why did you choose to study abroad? Um, well, I guess I always wanted to have the full American high school experience. Like I always wanted to see with my own eyes how it is to go to high school. There are so many movies that we see in Europe or in Austria that show the everyday life and show all those, you know, um, clubs that people have and all those different communities. And I never thought that it would be like that. And so I, yeah, I really wanted to see it with my own eyes. And then, of course, I also wanted to study the language um, because I, uh, it was always my goal to work in an international enterprise. And for that, of course, it is important to be fluent in English. And I am... I've always been kind of an extraordinary human being <laughs> and I always love to do extraordinary stuff. So yeah, it kind of fit in my way of life, I would say. That's awesome. So are most Austrians already pretty fluent in English? Um, yes. So I would say younger Austrians are. We start learning the language when we are six. So when we are in primary school and we keep going until we leave school. So uh, most Austrians leave school when they are 15 and then others when they are 18. So we all have a lot of years where we learn the language. When it comes to all the people, my parents, for example, they know a few words and they can communicate, but if they want to say something that might be a little bit more detailed, they will also need to use their hands and feet probably for communication. I, I would say every Austrian can communicate in English and can go on holiday or on vacation in an English-speaking country. Okay, that's awesome. Um... What were some of the negative aspects to studying abroad? Um, well, I would say the worst experience was definitely developing my eating disorder. So when I went to America, I, well, everybody asks you to try new foods and to eat this and that and then you go to school and you have those different lunches and there's always probably pizza and fries and all those salad dressings that are very high in calories and when I when I arrived in the US I was actually quite skinny and I started to gain a lot of weight very very quickly and then I didn't know how to handle that anymore. So at one point, um, 
basically I just came up with the solution that throwing up all my food would be the best to cope with this. Um, and yeah, that's what I did. And this, so for the first few months I did it once a week and then it became twice a week. And then after it became every day. And so this eating disorder um, started to develop and started to grow inside of me. And then um, when, yeah, in the last few months, I would say it really became a huge binge and purge disorder where I would go to my room and then eat all kinds of foods and then throw up um, afterwards. So, yeah, I, I really developed a... a bad eating disorder during my stay and I remember that my host mother tried to talk to me about it because she knew of course that I developed this eating disorder but I always told her that everything was fine and that she didn't need to talk to me about it and yeah that it was all good but um, I wasn't cured until I had been back in Austria for about six or seven months i think so this took me a lot of time to recover from i also made a youtube video about it about my experience with eating disorder while being abroad and within a few weeks it got uh, 20,000 clicks without doing any posts or any marketing activities and then there were so many young girls who are currently staying abroad commenting that they have the same issue and that they are also developing an eating disorder. Some were more anorexic, some were more binge purge, or some were more um, on the overweight side or obese side. So I guess that really is a thing that your eating behavior just gets out of control when you are abroad. Yeah, I have heard that from some people. So that... That is not good. That's unfortunate. But I think that's cool that you made the video about it. I think that could help a lot of people. I hope so. I hope so. It was, well, I made it six years after I left the US because before I didn't feel comfortable making this video. It took so long, not for my body, but for my mind to fully recover from this eating disorder. Um, also, you have to imagine when I went there um, and I was skinny and I was pretty and everything, I was super popular in school. And then all those boys that played football or played basketball, they asked me to sit with them and have, have a conversation with them. And then when I started to gain weight, they just dropped me and didn't talk to me at all and told me I got ugly and all those things and I felt extremely bad and my emotions yeah just completely got out of control and that was the hardest thing to recover from all those bad memories that I had from people talking bad about me but I would like to mention maybe another not yeah well a negative aspect about studying abroad um when you are 16 and you live in Central Europe or in Austria, you are already extremely free. So your parents would you or you would be able to go out until 2 a.m. in the morning or even 5 a.m. in the morning. 
um, if your parents are quite, yeah, let you go free. But then when I came to the US, I realized that you are controlled much more in a way. And I didn't know how to deal with that in the beginning because I was used to just going out, having fun, not having to text anybody or not having to come back quite early. Um, and then I got into trouble a lot of times and it took me a few months to actually adapt to the new way of life and to the new kind of reporting system that I had with my host family. Okay, so it's a lot more um, strict in the U.S., strict. you'd say. Yeah, yeah. What was the most important thing you learned during your experience? Okay, so one thing definitely is that now I value every moment that I have with my friends and family around so much more than I did before my exchange student uh, exchange experience because I realized that when I was alone for so many months life can be really sad without the support of your loved ones and I always took the time with them and their support for granted and now I don't anymore because I know how it feels like to not having them around, not being able to rely on them, or if you're having a bad day, not being able to talk to them all the time. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely one thing. And then also that there are so many different people on this planet, and everybody has um, their own background and their own beliefs, like, um, religion, for example, or also different backgrounds from where they come country-wise. And I feel like in Central Europe or, or in Austria, most people have the same background. So they would either be born in Austria or maybe Hungary or any adjacent country. But then in the US, you have maybe people from Mexico or maybe from South America, or you would have people from from Canada or from Africa and they all live together and have so many different beliefs and it really opened my eyes that everybody has a different view of the world. That's interesting. Can you describe what your life was like before learning those things and then after learning those things? How did you change? my view of the world was always very narrow and I always had a very strict way of judging people. And I always, you know, I always used to think like that's right and that's not right. And then after my experience, I had more than this black and white. There was also, or there were also so many shades of gray. Um, okay, this now sounds wrong, but... <laughs> like 50 shades of gray no but there were a lot of shades of gray where I thought that um, people are just extremely interesting they're their different actions and beliefs and and backgrounds and I yeah I just didn't judge them anymore okay that's interesting I have heard that from some other people I've interviewed that they just learned to be more accepting I guess, of other people's beliefs, which I think is 
really important. What did your friends and family think of your experience? Uh, my family was very scared. And in the beginning, they didn't think that I would really go to the US and go abroad. So only when I booked my flight ticket, they realized that it was actually going to happen. Um, yeah, and then my mom and dad, they cried a lot when I left. And yeah, they were just really, really scared. And my friends thought it was cool, but they were also extremely jealous. And I realized that I think the most when I got home again, um, because they wouldn't talk to me or they wouldn't ask anything about my experience and they would just ignore me. Um, so yeah, they had, yeah, on the one hand, they thought it was cool, but then on the other hand, they also wanted to do it and were just jealous. What did you do after returning home from your study abroad? Well, I did my high school degree when I was in the U.S. because I chose to be a senior. When I went there, they asked me which uh, grade I wanted to be. So I chose a senior, even though I was only 16, but they let me be a senior. So I did my degree. And then when I got home to Austria, I still needed to do my Austrian degree. So I finished school here. And then I went to college and I studied biochemistry and biomedicine and did my master's degree. And I also worked as a model and brand ambassador during that time. Um, and after I finished my master's degree, I started to work in a very big international company um, where I'm responsible for 13 countries in Central Europe in the healthcare area. Where are you currently working at? What does your company do? Um, my company is basically a diagnostics company and I am a product manager for molecular diagnostics, which means I look for new diagnostic technologies over the all over the world. And I try to bring them to local customers um, in order to have the best patient care um, all over Europe. And usually what I do is I coordinate different teams. So application teams, sales teams, technical teams, I do presentations in front of customers, and I also do a lot of trainings, for example. So you have mentioned to me previously how the things you learned during your study abroad in the U.S. helped you with your current job. Can you describe that? Yeah, definitely. So one of the main things is that it helps me so much when I need to negotiate with business partners all over the world because I now know so much more about their cultures and their beliefs. And of course, also those beliefs impact how they do business and how they want to be treated. And because I know that I can yeah, adapt to that and speak their language in a way. And then, of course, being quite fluent in English helps a lot. I don't only have the basic vocabulary, but I can also explain 
in detail what I need or what I want or what I need some people to do. So that helps. I am much more self-confident when I give trainings or when I give presentations and I trust in myself. And then also what I mentioned beforehand, as I took speech classes in the US, um, I know how to do the storytelling and how to present very well. And yeah, all of those things just broadened my horizon and helped me so much with my current job. So I'm sure our listeners are really interested to know about the culture in Austria. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, Austria has an extremely long history from the Romans to the emperors then to the world wars until the modern times now. And it has always been very much shaped by music. We have so many uh, very good musicians, for example, Mozart. Everybody knows Mozart or also Schubert, for example. And then we have a big opera culture. So many people in Austria go to the opera um, on a regular basis or also to the theater. Um, the architecture, I mean, all over Europe, the architecture is very special. But in Austria, only in Vienna, we have those extremely beautiful buildings. We have all those fortresses and we have those castles. Um, and I actually live very close to Schönbrunn, which is one of the most beautiful ca uh, castles that, or yeah, castles that we have in Austria. Um, and we also love our traditions, so all the kinds of feasts and bank holidays and church holidays we have. We always do family stuff and eat distinctive foods, etc. Um, but I always want to say or also want to say that our culture has very much been impacted by the world wars, so by World War One and World War Two. Um, and everybody knows the story, of course, about uh, World War II and what happened. Um, and I think our reputation still suffers a bit from World War II, because if we say something that might seem a bit to the right side of politics, we are always very fastly called Nazis, which we are definitely not anymore. Wow, that's, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But this this part of history, yeah, the whole world knows it. The whole world knows what happened and where it happened and where this person came from. And yeah, it was not too long ago. We, we cannot forget that this was not even 100 years ago. Right, yeah, that is really interesting. I didn't I didn't know that um, people still said that. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. So when you go somewhere also, when I went to the US and I asked people what they knew about Austria, they always told me, well, World War II and Hitler and Nazis. And yeah, I guess it's a thing that uh, most Americans watch The Sound of Music. <laughs> it seems like a very popular movie in America. And yeah. So that's why most of them know about it. What are some common stereotypes that Austrians have about Americans? Um, to be honest, I don't think that there are any 
stereotypes. Um, most of the things that I saw about Americans and thought about Americans were actually true. So I didn't have any misconceptions about Americans. Interesting. Yeah. Did you notice that um, Americans had any misconceptions about Austria besides the World War II? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So um, most of my school friends thought I was from Australia. And it's such a cliche, but it is definitely true. So, so many didn't know that Austria was in Europe. So many thought that I was Australian. And they always asked me why English was not my mother language, because in Australia, people speak English. So, yeah, that was quite interesting. And um, I also noticed that... Um, a lot of Americans thought that European girls didn't shave their armpits or their legs. And I don't know where that comes from, but they were extremely surprised that I did shave my body or my body hair. So very strange. Why do you think it is important to learn about other cultures? What value do you think it brings to society? Well, definitely to learn how to look look outside of the box um, and one huge benefit for all communities is that um, when you learn to look outside of the box you can live together so much more peacefully and you can prevent so many conflicts that might occur because people just don't know enough of the cultures or of the backgrounds of different people. So yeah, definitely peace is the most important advantage and value. How do you think that the foreign exchange program is making the world a better place in your opinion? Well, I guess, I guess it's kind of the same answer. Um, so it makes the world a more peaceful place and people are better connected and they have a better connection from the beginning because they know much more about each other and yeah we'll just understand each other finally and have common ground and a common language and i am to be honest very much looking forward to a more peaceful world all those conflicts and all those wars they don't have yeah they don't have a place on this planet in my view. So I hope in the future we'll be more peaceful. I hope so too. That's very important. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast. And I think that our listeners have learned a lot. Thank you. You are very welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me. I hope all of you enjoyed this episode of Impacts Without Borders. Please join me next time for the next episode where I will be interviewing two host families. One host family is from Kodiak, Alaska, and one host family is from Spokane, Washington. Thank you for listening to Impacts Without Borders. Mm -hmm.